Hey, everybody, it's Damara West, and I am founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman, and I'm delighted that you would jo have joined us for this episode of our podcast. Um, before I introduce our fabulous um, interviewee today, who I've had the pleasure of knowing for a little while now, just want to tell you that we have a um, vision flow party that's actually happening today. Of course, by the time you listen to this episode, you will have missed it. However, we're going to be doing another one at the end of January or February. So if you're trying to get your vision together, get your goals together for 2021, you will not want to miss this opportunity. It's fun. We're going to have free prizes at the event. So really, really cool prizes that are going to help you to manifest all year round. We've got a meditation experience. We've got affirmations. We really want to get you grounded in your co-creating power for 2021. So you will not want to miss this event. Plus, we have a ton of other amazing things coming down the pipeline, like our Love and Forgiveness series that's going to be happening January 25th through the 29th. We have some really, 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 really amazing women on the lineup. I know I say that every time. But I really, 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 really mean it this time around. So you won't want to miss it. Make sure that you check us out at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com and that you are following us on Instagram at the letter BeWellBeautiful and you like our Facebook page, BeWellBeautifulWoman. And without further ado, I have the pleasure of introducing Kayla Morgan. Kayla is an undeniable force in the yoga community, actively and intentionally cultivating truly holistic wellness and inclusivity for all fitness levels. On a journey to self-love and self-care mastery, Kayla is an activist. She's on a mission to create safe spaces for all to change the narrative and their lives by practicing I am affirmations. Yes, you are speaking my language sis and developing their authentic yoga practice this led her to found resilient roots wellness the platform for which she shares culturally expressive yoga rooted in comedic teaching and infused with creative movement and music offering guided meditations yoga for just us and children's yoga and mindfulness on the cutting edge of the global global yoga scene you will find Kayla at the forefront of conversations surrounding body positivity, housing injustice, foster care reform within her Grand Rapids community, and really nationally. I mean, she, she, she's from Grand Rapids, she's repping Grand Rapids, but this chick just got honored nationally for the work that she is doing related to foster care reform. Um, and she brings so much other flavor to her work. She shows up with a bleeding heart for everything that she does. Um, and I'm just super, super appreciative that she said yes to allowing me to interview her. So Kayla, you are in the building. You have the mic now, sis. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I remember when we first met at On Your Be Well Be Black Woman Beautiful tour, um, I was just so inspired on what you put together and everything that you had to say. And I'm just so honored to come back around and be on your podcast. Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, I, I initially met Kayla uh, as a result of a conference that we both attended. And this is why networking is like so important because you never know who you're going to meet and your tribe and your aligned people are oftentimes in spaces and you're not going to know that alignment until you begin to reach out to people and you 
start talking with them. And there was synergy instantly when we met. Um, we are both certified in trauma-informed yoga. And so that was our first connection through this conference. And then just talking with this sister, you know, talking with you, you just, you blow my mind um, in a myriad of ways. And I was thinking about you a lot this morning in preparation for our interview. And what came to mind is that you have this, um, there's this gentle, like divine feminine state of being that is also like really fierce. It's like this quiet strength um, that is, is sometimes not so quiet, right? And so I feel like you, you embody um, that balance between the yin and yang that we're all striving towards. And, and not that we arrive at that point, we can continue to cultivate that, but that was actually what came to my mind this morning. How does that resonate with you? Wow. It gave me goosebumps. Oh, good. Good. I'm so <laughs> Yes, because that is that is my essence and I am very intentional on having that essence because um I have to have balance to be able to be my best self. And I I sometimes I have I'm a mom of three boys. So I often ask my friends, do I come off as masculine? Like, because I'm running after these boys and they're boys and they're gross and they're smelly and I feel like they rub off on me, but I really do appreciate that a lot. So thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you definitely embody the divine feminine. And, you know, the reality is, is that we know we need the um, sacred masculine too, right? The sacred masculine is all about the, the, the doing part of our work. And, you know, we've got this vision flow party coming up and that's all like we're focusing on the divine feminine because the sacred masculine is really there to carry out this big vision that is birthed by us being in our essence, right? And that essence comes about through really tapping in to this state of being, which is the divine feminine. And so, yeah, I, I love that that really hit home for you, um, you know, because that was purely my intuition and um, that that's really beautiful. So, you know, talk to us about your journey. You know, it, it's been a, a hell of a journey for you. Um, 2020 has been a an amazing year. You have tons to celebrate, not saying that there hasn't been challenges that you've encountered during 2020. But I know from following some of your posts and I'm not on social media that much, even though it may seem like I, I go in, I do a post, I might scroll for a couple minutes and I'm, I'm literally off and, and I wouldn't even have Facebook to be honest if it wasn't for the work that I do with Be Well Beautiful Woman. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of the ways that we connect with our community. So from following some of your posts, I know that 2020 has been an amazing journey for you. Um, and it's been uh, a road, if you will, a winding path, if you will, leading to this point. So talk to us about your journey. Yes, it, 2020 has been so difficult and such a learning experience. Um, starting off in 2020, it was my going into year three of my business, um, teaching yoga. I had some really great contracts. I had a contract with Spectrum Health. I had started teaching classes at the YWCA. Um, the Urban Core Collective and the Latina Network. I just, I did really well on networking and, and accomplishing goals. And a couple months into the year, they were gone. I lost those contracts and I had to pivot onto what, how was I going to keep Resilient Roots going as a business that doesn't have a brick and mortar? Um, it's only me. I don't even pay myself yet but I don't want to lose my vision. And I still was passionate about providing this. So um, I had been doing 
contract work. So I had started contract work before I even looked at a contract before I knew what a, what a tax document was like the W-9s or um, all of that. So I had gotten these jobs because a leader in the community was offered a position um, to work on our housing crisis. And she has her own business and she passed it along to me because she knew that I understood I had worked in housing for 10 years and I understood, I had a platform. I knew what I was talking about in housing and it fit me. So I took on that um, and it it was a hard, hard job. Um, I was implementing anti-racism, lived experience and trauma-informed care into the work. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing I, I pivoted to, contract work into my lived experience, anti-racism and trauma-informed care. And then I also um, pivoted with making a self-care journal. So a guided um, gratitude journal that I self-published um, and have sold quite a few that I was really proud of nationally and locally. So that's really how I pivoted in, in 2020. Um, but also learning about myself. So I said I was a mom of three and the, the pandemic has separated me and my children for some time. And I've been a mother since my whole adult life. And I, I've never had space to like really focus on my health, all of my aspects of health, like um, physical, mental, spiritual, um, even brushing my teeth correctly apparently <laughs> so yeah, yeah. um yeah so I've got I think that's why you can feel this balance within me because I've had this time to intentionally work on it so when I do get my so when I am reunited with my children and we we we, we, we rebuild our relationship from being separated that I I'm gonna be able to do it with my whole heart and show up as my best self and be the best parent I can be. So it's so weird because like being separated from your kids is so hard, but I needed this time. Yeah. So you, you gave us so much and I, I want to, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, and so thank you for that. Right. And I, I want to, um, interject a few different nuggets that I want to be certain that our audience walks away with, right? So the first thing is, you know, you talked about pivoting um, and, you know, and before I even talk about pivoting, let me park that for a second. Like what you just said about your babies and being willing to see this opportunity as a gift for yourself, which is also going to give them the gift. I, I, I work with so many women who don't even feel like they can ask people for a night off that have actively said that they were available to help them, right? Because of the guilt that they carry about, you know, well, this is my responsibility as a mother. And I think those things that we should in life are the very things that are keeping us in prison, right? They're keeping us from having the kind of depth with ourselves that creates depth with other people. Um, and knowing a little bit about your story, you know, I, my senses is that being apart from your, your beautiful boys has a really allowed you to heal in a way that, that maybe you weren't able to heal because of being responsible day in and day out for as you know as a single mom taking care of three children and operating a business and 
um, doing all the other things that you do in community, like running a housing organization um, and, and having multiple passions. And so it takes a lot of courage to do what you did. And my hope is, is that, you know, all the mothers that are listening will take this as a gift and permission to be able to get time away. We all need respite in order to heal and in order to thrive. And, you know, we know that, um, you know, from our, not just from our training in uh, trauma-informed yoga, but also from our lived experiences from having complex trauma ourselves, that it is truly a journey. There is no arrival point. And there are times when we may need more support than others or the support that we need may look different. And then the last thing that I wanted to say, which I think is, is so important, is um, two things, you know, like the, the fact that you pivoted, right? It was like, gosh, I had all this work and now I've got to reimagine what does it look like? If you had gotten stuck on, you know, what what didn't happen, what wasn't happening for you, which is that the opposite of like manifesting, that would have blocked your ability to see new possibilities for yourself. And then also like, I love that you have all of these multiple uh, parts that are really connected to the whole, right? Your work, whether we're talking about housing or um, the journal that you created or um, the, the yoga wor work that you do within Resilient Roots, everything that you do is connected to making people's lives better, making communities better. Um, and so, you know, it, it really debunks this idea that we have to have a linear path or we have to choose one way. Um, because really, when we think about the most successful people in life, they are serial entrepreneurs. They have tons of passion projects that are all all connected to this whole. So anyway, I just wanted to be able to bring all of that in from every, all the beauty that you shared with us. Yeah, thank you so much. And I do feel really blessed. My children are with their dads and their dads love them. I say they're overly involved. <laughs> Yeah. So that's great. Right. I yes, mean, so yes. It sounds like you guys are rocking that co-parenting thing. And we know that that doesn't always work out that way. So that's truly a blessing when you've got, um, you know, two parents who are deeply invested in their children and want the best for them. And we may not always agree on everything. Right. But we're on the same page about we love these boys and we want the best for them. So that's awesome. Um, so talk to us about, uh, you know, why it's important for you to approach the work that you do the way that you do, right? You, you really focus on, um, you know, culturally expressive, culturally inclusive practices in your work. And why is that really critical to your essence and um, for people who should care? Yeah, so... I'm passionate about that because, and man, so I'm a biracial person. Um, I aged out of foster care. Um, I aged out of foster care and hit every negative statistic a foster youth could hit when aging out of foster care. Um, so that brought me to a place of why. Like, why did this happen to me? And so I started asking questions. Um, I started advocating for youth, whether that was making sure youth weren't moving from placement to placement with trash bags, um, with their belongings being put into trash bags, or whether it um, making sure that black and brown youth have black and brown advocates for them, um, advocating for um, 
yeah, just advocating for the overrepresentation of people of color in the foster care system and trying to figure out why um, so that my story isn't repeated. So I use my story to make sure that other girls aging out of foster care don't end up in abusive relationships or homeless or um, it's uh, what 20% of girls that age out of foster care end up pregnant by the time they're 21. And I had two babies in diapers by the time I was 21. And um, I, I'm still living with the consequences of the broken system of foster care. I'm still healing from that. And if I can help other people heal before they get to the consequences of the broken system, then I feel like I'm helping. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we and what we know is is that you already are, right? You've already touched so many people's lives through um, the work that you have done to the point that you have been nationally recognized. And so talk to us about, you know, this national recognition that you received and, you know, these other accolades that are really coming your way. But but of course, in the spirit of you just doing the work that you feel like you were destined to do. So yeah, so it's so crazy the way like divine timing in the universe works. Um, So a year, two years ago, I was sitting in DC, uh, Washington, DC, with my coworker at the time, my employer coworker um, at the time, and we were receiving an award for the best youth organization of the year and I was watching one of the co-worker uh one of the keynote speakers give his speech and I was sitting there and I was writing in my journals like I want to be up there he's doing everything that I want to do I want to be an accepting an award I want to be a keynote speaker and sure enough this year 2020 I was nominated for um youth advocate of the year and I got to go up there as a business owner as an entrepreneur on my own Um, and it was it was really beautiful and I was so honored because youth chose me like it's youth move national youth are in charge of this organization youth hear me and I wanted them to hear me I wanted them to see me I wanted them to know that their voice is the change their lived experience in any system that they're forced to participate in is important. And when they share their voice, when they share their interactions between social workers, judges, lawyers, when they share when somebody rubbed them wrong, it changes things. It might You might not see it when you're, you're living in it, but it does change things for the next person. And yeah. That's, wow, that's that amazing. So, that's so beautiful. And and that's not the only accolade that you've received this year. And, you know, it goes to show you that when we are staying the course and we're just working our passion and passion is actually, um, you know, as I was preparing for this vision flow party, I always go back to the emotional guide, the, the emotional guidance scale, um, because, you know, that's just a part of my preparation. And what dawned on me is, is that passion is the second highest vibrational emotion there is. So there's something about, you know, it's not even something like when we're in our passion, that's when we are illuminating our brightest, right? And so 
when that's happening for us, that's when we're able to just start receiving rapid things as we say the course, because that's a part of just what's going to happen. You know, that's, that's karma, that's um, universal law, if you will. And so it's just, it's been really beautiful to see um, you be honored the way that you have been. And what I know to be true is, is that uh, this is, it says you're just getting started. There's so much more in store, <laughs> even though you have had so many beautiful things happen, there's more beauty coming down the pathway. So, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about wellness, right? So, so you're a healer and as a healer, you're putting out so much light in the world. So talk to us about, you know, how do you put that, some of that light back into yourself so that you can continue illuminating brightly? So what, what are some of your wellness practices? Uh, my self-care practice, um, alone time. I think that even now that we're in a pandemic, like going to work is enough for me and coming home and making sure I have um, the foods that I like in my fridge, um, a clean space, hot showers, and just being grateful for all of those things that might just seem small, but I'm so grateful for, I mean, I've experienced homeless before, so I'm so grateful for my apartment and my key that I can turn every single day to get in here, um, how secure it is in my apartment. So those things really, really bring me peace, but also making sure that I'm, I'm reading. I finally picked up books. Like I finally feel like I can sit still and look at books and read books. So I'm reading two books right now, um, Sacred Women and um, the Black Foster Youth Handbook. So yes. those are two books that I'm reading right now, which are great. Um, swapping out my trap music for podcasts that is helpful <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing like some good trap music but i hear you you know because it's all about like if you're trying to vibrate higher you you, you put stuff in your spirit to help you vibrate higher i love that right and right. trap and trap music can wait you the, tra the trap music will be there so, yeah, it will. Yeah. On your way to work when you let's go get that money. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So these are all really, really, um, I love the simplicity of your practices. And, you know, when you talked about gratitude, for example, like that's, you know, when we're grateful for things, there's more to be grateful for. That's it. So it may seem like it's not a big deal for you to, you know, be grateful for turning your key um, at your apartment. It is a big deal. Anything that we take a moment from to, to acknowledge uh, the gift in, whether it's the birds chirping or the fact that it just snowed or, you know, whatever it might be, we, there's always a plentiful things for us to be grateful for. And just the other things that you talked about, right. Just having access to good food and feng shui your space. And, um, you know, that, that alone time, the isolation that you need to be in that state of being, you know, and it just goes to show you that we don't have to spend a lot of money to be well. There are tons of ways and the most potent ways actually don't cost us um, a, a lot of, you know, we, they'd be money that we'd be spending anyway, or it doesn't cost us a dime to begin with. Um, and so that was really, really awesome. All right. So Kayla, drinking we, water. Oh my gosh. Water is like, it's like, yeah. right. Like it's, it's like, it is, it is. Well, that's what our bodies are made up of like majority water. So we better be putting some water in it more than anything else. Um, so yeah, that's so awesome. So as we get ready to wrap up, what one piece of advice that you want to leave, um, to, to our audience, bottom line it, you know, 30 to 60 seconds. What's that last piece of advice? I would say, 
find your tribe or find a big sis. Find a elder, find a woman in your community that is out there rocking it that you admire and find time to reach out and sit down and talk to that person, whether it be tea or coffee or virtually. Um, there's always someone out there who has created a table for you to come sit at and they're waiting for you to reach out. I love that so much. And this is um, really important, particularly, I think, during the, in general, but particularly as we're in social isolation, because, you know, sometimes I find that, you know, a lot of my people, uh, and I've been examining my relationships a lot lately, um, but a lot of my people, they have busy lives. Like, I know they got me. I know these are like my ride or dies. If I call these women in the middle of the night, um, if, if I really need something, if I, I pick up the phone, they're going to be there for me. But day in and day out, um, I think that having that support for from that aspect, right, somebody that can be your go-to that you know, like, this is the person I can go to to unpack this. And I know that they're going to be accessible to me and accountable to me. Um, and so, you know, again, it seems really simple, but it's, it's super, super powerful to have that relationship. All right. So Kayla, I know folks are going to want to stay in touch with you. How can they go about doing that? Yes. So I am on Facebook and Instagram at resilient.roots.wellness. And then I also have a website now, which is resilientrootsgr.com. Whoop, whoop. I love that you got this website up and running. That's awesome. Another step in the right direction when it comes to sustaining this entrepreneurship hustle. Uh, thank you so much, sis. It has been a delight. Uh, I cannot wait for more opportunities to partner with you. I know that there's going to be plentiful opportunities. Um, and until that time, be well, beautiful woman community. I love y'all so, so much. I appreciate you for tuning in today. You heard it here. And I know for sure that these words were of inspiration to you. So encourage other women to subscribe to our podcast um, and make sure that you are connecting with us in all the other rich ways, like our website, uh, bewellbeautifulwoman.com, our Instagram, letter be well beautiful, and our Facebook page, Be Well Beautiful Woman. Until next time, everybody, Ashe.